Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. And welcome back in today's episode, How to Make Customers Love You. This is part two of a jam-packed interview from a standout Parkland USA store manager, Curtis McBride, live from the C-Store Condo Mart in Billings, Montana. Here's a little bit of what you'll discover in today's episode, starting out with a hilarious customer service story and why it pays to stay calm and why a convenience store can be your career. And then Curtis's little ways to lead and boost customer service and then why he doesn't actually believe in bad days. And then the two places he goes for motivation when he most needs it. And then why Curtis plans to work at Parkland USA until he retires. Enjoy the episode. We have a great episode coming your way today, but before we get to that, here's the news. In the news this week, we are making some restructuring changes in the integration and IT divisions. These are two areas that are closely intertwined and critical to our desire to grow five times larger by 2025. We are promoting and repositioning talent from throughout the U.S., The integration and IT teams will work closely with finance operations, retail, and sales to provide winning technology solutions that differentiate us from our competitors. There will be three divisions, integration, ERP, and customer experience, all reporting to the VP of integration. Now on to the episode. What's the secret to making these relationships stick when they see you maybe once a year or they see you as six months, every six months or so. You know, the, the important part to that, there's, uh, it's, it's like your home. It's like a home, you know, it, you're in, you're inviting guests into your home, you know, so you want them to feel comfortable. You want them to know that if they stop in there, that those bathrooms are spotless, they're not afraid to use your restroom. You want them to, you know, not feel uncomfortable in the setting that you've provided. And so those are things that that really, really stick. It's not even about having their special item that they need to purchase. Hmm. It's about having all the accommodations for them that make them feel comfortable. I know if I stop in that store, that bathroom is going to be spotless and I don't have to worry about anything. I know that when I stop yeah. in that store, all the cashiers are going to be so friendly. You know, and those yeah. those are really the big ticket items is that that friendliness, uh, you know, inviting attitude, a clean establishment, make them feel at home, make them make them feel taken care of, treat them as a guest you would invite into your home. I love that. Those are the big ticket items is what you said. And I love yeah. that because people yeah. are thinking they're coming in to purchase they're like no they're coming in because of the 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 friendliness the hospitality the clean bathrooms the the environment yes and you know what now that i think of it i think you're absolutely right i'm thinking about my family and yeah. uh, how we choose where to where where to stop so it definitely makes an awful lot of sense now what's your so let's maybe talk about one of your favorite store stories that you like to impart now and again <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, usually there's so many of them. Um, you know, I like my, my favorite store stories would be hearing the stories that people bring in when they come in, you know, that everybody's got a unique story. You uh-huh. know? In yeah. fact, 
there, there was this one gentleman I used to work with a hundred years ago. He's kind of a grumpy old man, real grumpy cashier, just the, I guess we'll call him the stereotypical grumpy cashier at the store down the street. And he used to say, he used to, say to me, like, you meet 10,000 people in a day and how many people are really going to matter to you? And it, at first I was impressionable. I was like 20 years old and I thought, yeah, he's right. He's got to be right. What? I don't know any of these people. So you kind of, you distance yourself from them and whatever. And, and then one day this young lady, she comes in and I wish I remembered the story, but she shared the story that somehow was profound in that moment. Mm. It meant something. I'm like, wow, that's life-changing advice. And then, you know, a week later, he says the same thing to me. He's like, well, you meet 10,000 people in a day. How many people, how, how, how much do they really matter to you? And I thought to myself, and I said it to him like, well, you meet 10,000 people in a day and they could all mean something to you because it takes a fraction of a second for a person to change your life. And that's, Whoa. that's just how I felt. That's how I felt about it. You know, he dropped the it, mic and walk out. He was, he was cranky. He, did, he didn't like that sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, so we but, know what I love about that is it, it, there's this acknowledgement of we assign the meaning to our jobs. And so you're both meeting 10,000 people. The question is, what are you bringing to that? What's the intention? And if it's, Hey, I'm going to get to know some of these people and they're going to be some real jewels in this. And by the way, it's going to secure the future of our store because they're going to want to come back here versus the grumpy place down the street. Right. So that is a super powerful story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you know, and, and there was, I guess, maybe another one that's a little, little farther the edge. You know, you, you meet grumpy people like that continually. You know, it, it's a thing, and and usually, you know, I find you just, you know, kill them with kindness. I guess is a way to call it. You mm-hmm. know, they might come in and they're mad, and you know, usually after you're you're professional and you're polite enough, they usually drop that attitude. But every once in a while, you catch someone that's, they're just they're going to keep doing what they're doing. There was this. This, he had trouble with the pump, you know, he couldn't get his card to work. And it was, uh, it was a big mess. And I tried all the steps and I was, I was very polite and courteous and man, he, he lit me up one side and down the other. He gave me the what for and the insults. And, and yeah. of course it, inside, I laugh about those sorts mm-hmm. of things because it, it, to me, it's, it's funny to listen to someone trying, I guess, get your goat by throwing all these crazy insults. And then knowing in my mind, like, those are all completely inaccurate. You're just trying so hard to, to get me to react. And I find it funny, but you know, he, he'd went, he'd went on his way and I was watching out the window and his wife comes around the card and she, she tries the card and it works. Well, here <laughs> I, found out, I found out later that he was trying to put the card in backwards and <laughs> <laughs> they, he, they finished fueling. He kind of comes scuttling back in, you know, and he's real shy. She's like, you know, I just, I just want to apologize for all those things I said, you know, I think I was the one that, that made the mistake. And, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't happen very often when, you know, the other party or the customer makes a mistake where they actually come back inside and acknowledge that they made a mistake and try and make an apology for it. Usually, you know, they turn just drive off real fast. Like, Oh man, that is great. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for keeping your calm. I don't know if I was able to do that. You know, we've on the winning drive podcast, we've interviewed or I've interviewed several truck drivers and that's a big thing for them too, because they'll pull up to a convenience store and sometimes the the manager of the convenience store is having a rough day and they've got to keep their calm. 
And, um, you know, there's something about that, that taking the high road in those moments yeah, almost always pays off. Uh, yeah. so what, what do you think would surprise others who have never worked in a convenience store before? Uh, surprising, you know, I think what would be most surprising would be the level of detail that occurs behind the scenes. Um, meaning, you know, when you, you have conversations or over the years through my past experience, one thing that, that I hear a lot is, well, it must be nice to just kind of stand here all day and take money from people. You know, that's gotta be pretty easy, which, you know, honestly, honestly is true. Uh-huh. You know, if, if I gauge what I would done as a sales associate, you know, uh, cash transactions and stock and coolers, it's relatively easy. But once you get back into the office part of it and you have a dozen cashiers working for you and each one of them makes a mistake and then you've mm-hmm. got chase down those mistakes, the level of detail and the work on, you know, computers and different computer programs, that is, that's, I think that could be a little shocking. I think that it would surprise people to know that, yes, this job is less physical, but it's very, very mental. It's a lot Mm -hmm. inside your head. There's a lot of, you know, uh, cognitive, you know, through the numbers and things, but then also, Mm the uh the social aspect of it you really trying to manage your way through a sea of people and appease as many of them as you can along the way yeah so it sounds like it's so multifaceted like there's mm-hmm. lots of different parts to it and it and it pays off to be able to navigate not just the details but also and and being alert but certainly on the on the social side of it yeah. and you know, I feel like I'd be curious about your your opinion on this, Curtis. So, I feel like I grew up in a small town in Alabama, and there were different stores you would go to, convenience stores, time and time again, and people would know your name. There was one I grew up in a small town in Alabama, and it was called there was this Coons family. It was their last name. They had Coons Corner, and they had these big biscuits that they would sell. And everyone would know when the kid came into the classroom and they'd been to Coon's Corner that morning because they would bring a second biscuit and they would get to have that during lunch. It would all be tortured because we would all be smelling that buttery biscuit (laughs) until lunchtime and none of us got to have it. But I feel like over time, the customer service that they were bringing and that you're talking about, it seems to be more rare than than it used to be. Do you find that to be the case in industry or is it uh, unchanged? I I would agree. I would agree that the level of customer services would be maybe on a decline. And I I don't think that that's, well, I think it depends on maybe where you work, a personality, your own personality, Mm -hmm. um, you know, self-driven. A lot of people it's have put a convenience store in a bracket of like, well, that's kind of a dead end job. So you don't need to care about that. You should find a better job in a year. Um, so, you know, but it, you know, it is on the decline, which you, you, you see, especially here, I've seen it here. There's a lot of stores that are more like, get your stuff and get out, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. there's one particular chain in our area where the, the kind of owner is absolutely notorious for throwing anybody and everybody out that he can. I mean, the delivery wow. guys, representatives, customers, he's all about throwing them out, you know, so it's, you know, and, and I would say that's, 
but it is on the decline, you know, so I encourage on that same note, our, our cashier counter is built right by the front door. And I didn't really verbally encourage it, but working with most of my cashiers over the years, uh, three of the cashiers that work with me or for me now, uh, I worked with before I transitioned to management. So hmm. mm-hmm. in those moments working with them, things like somebody might come in and they buy a bunch of stuff and they got handfuls of things. Uh, I just simply walk out the cashier gate and open the door for them or a regular Hmm. customer that I see each and every day. It's easy to walk out that gate and open the door for them. And, you know, I find those little things, those tiny gestures are very, very important. So, you know, I, I don't find that at other stores. I once in a while visit convenience stores just to see what they have that maybe I don't or something, but you don't find that level of gameplay. And I think that part of that relates to, to leadership. You know, people tend to, people will follow good people. So, you know, you just simply have to do those things and, you know, the people that work for you will naturally follow that lead when they see the positive results. And I just, I think maybe it's a leadership thing that, that is creating that lack of customer service. It sounds like it. And I love what you're saying. Number one, you've got a playbook for great customer service and you're not making it insurmountable for your team to execute, right? Like you say, it's the little things and you're absolutely right. I mean, having someone working in a convenience store, opening the door for me, it would blow my mind to be honest. You know, (laughs) it's like, wow, this is great. This reminds me of, you know, what it was like when I was growing up in a small town. And, uh, anyway, congratulations on that too. Well, what, what makes you so successful at your job? <laughs> um, I, I never, I mean, I, I guess I, I know that I, I never really considered myself successful. I just, I wanted to help. I wanted to do something. I liked what I do, but it would, it would be, you know, kind of that customer service area, but it's also uh, the bigger part is treating people like people. Anybody, anybody around you, it doesn't customer, uh, coworker, someone that you've never met before. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who they are. As long as they're a person, you treat them like a person. So, you know, a big part of that is simply listening. You don't have to have answers. You don't um, have to interject. You just, a lot of times you can just listen to what people have to say. And, and as far as maybe staff goes, you know, involve them, you know, let them, let them make mistakes let them know that making mistakes is okay. Uh, let them, let them know that, you know, their job is more than just these mindless activities. You're a part of this, you know? Um, I, I had a, a cashier that was relatively new and she's, she'd always point out to me, well, you know, this item, it really doesn't sell. We should get something else. And so the first few times I did that, I just got something else. And then the third time, fourth time, she come to me and she says, well, this item isn't selling. So I said, so, well, here's what we're going to do. I was like, so you're very good at identifying these items that are kind of outdating and not selling. It's like, so next time when you, when you think that something's not selling, what I also want you to do is bring me a replacement. So if you think that these Oreos yeah. aren't selling, that's fine. But I also want you to find something, you know, maybe we'll get a, uh, whatever, Nabisco something or other, but find something to bring that. So involve them, let them make mistakes, let them make decisions, let them know that they're important. Let them know that 
I can't do this by myself and I need them to support myself. So you really have to create a team environment. You have to allow them to be involved. You have to show excitement when, when numbers go up, when sales go up, when there's a busy day, you need to make sure that they're very a part of that. Like you did this, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. hanging out in an office doing an interview. You're running this store. This is your house. You're doing well, you know, and I think that's important. You really have to involve the people around you and, and that, that success is a part of is really only partially mine that it would be more related to the team or yeah, what that makes a lot of sense. And I love how you're using that as, as a mechanism for recognition, which leads to like employee retention. People want to stay places where they feel appreciated. They feel involved and like they're making a difference. And sometimes to be honest, people don't recognize that. And so it's up to the manager to point that out, hey, this was awesome. And there's this books out there called Bright Spots where you may have heard about, it, but basically you're just leading by pointing out the bright spots. What are people doing right? Yes. And then highlighting that. And yeah. uh, that's a great way to reinforce positive habits. So what advice yeah. do you have? So there, the people are going to be listening to this, this episode, possibly across the country in, in various convenience stores, what advice do you have for others working in stores across the country? Hmm. Be calm, be calm. Hmm. You know, there's, it's, there's always, there's always going to be a stressful moment. There's always going to be a breakdown, a fall apart, uh, an employee unexpectedly. There's always going to be a problem. You, you stay calm, approach it, you know, don't with, positivity and it can do, you know, and it can be done. It can be done, you know, be, be calm with your coworker, understand your coworkers, know that each one of us are individual people that have emotions and feelings and problems and just be calm and, and listen and work with one another and capitalize on, you know, I'm strong here, but I'm weak here. You're strong here. So you know, you can work together to create, you know, this hundred percent team, even though everybody has shortcomings and failings and this and that. My dad used to say to me and still does today, cooler heads prevail yes. no matter the situation. And I think yes. in the retail world and in stores, you know, a lot of people uh, during COVID and I don't know during, during COVID how much your traffic uh, tailed off, but it did for many uh, people in other industries and uh, now people are coming back and the supply chains are kind of strained. Sometimes I feel like people may be trying to re, re-understand how to be in stores again <laughs> and how to be around people. And so I think the advice of being calm uh, is a great one. We are looking for drivers. Know a safe CDL licensed driver? Refer them to Parkland USA, and if we hire them, you'll get an employee referral bonus. Bonuses range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending upon the rock and the need for drivers. Please spread the word and let your dispatcher or people and culture manager know of any potential leads. You are listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. What role does your store play in the local community? We talked about your regulars. When you look at the community of Billings, What's the role that you, that, that you see it playing? Hmm. And that's kind of a, a difficult uh, 
question, I guess. Um, as far as, I guess maybe role, I, th- I, I guess I'd like to believe that um, as far as regarding, you know, things that we had talked about, I, I think that these stores, our stores are on the leading edge of those, you know, those customer friendly changes, you know, and we draw a lot of communities, uh, you know, kind of support. We have a soccer field near us and a sportsplex. So hmm. these, these families, these families that have children in sports and themselves are in sports, they, they come here. And, and once again, it's, it's that clean, friendly environment. And, and we have a competitor right across the street, but, you know, I think that, I think that we're, we're, we're raising the bar locally as far as what a convenience store should be. You know, this, it's, it's not like a 1980s film where these there's these dusty convenience stores off the side of the interstate with a guy spitting chewing tobacco saying, yeah, what do you want? You know, they, I think <laughs> we're raising that bar of what convenience stores should be. We're, we're, you know, and that's, I think that's, I think that would be what I'd have to label is what we're doing in, in the community. That's great. Yeah. It sounds like you're like a community hub where people stop, can come together to some degree. But then you're like, hey, what we can be and what people have sort of this reputation of, of convenience stores grown a mission to, to raise it even higher. So I love this idea of raising the bar. Uh, what, what do you like most? And just, just a few more questions, Curtis, because I know your team's working out there and you've delegated. So you can do this interview, but I know you still probably want to get out there. What do you what do you like most about your coworkers and customers? Oh, man. You know, co- coworkers. The willingness, the willingness to learn. Um, I, I've got, I've got a very small staff, you know, I, I've got five people, but each one is, is eager to be a part of things. They, they want to learn They're you know, they're almost, they're looking for that advancement, but they're, you know, it's not, it's not a need to like make more on their paycheck. They just have a desire to be a, a part of things. And so, you know, the, the, the questions, I enjoy the fact that they, they concern, you know, it, it isn't uncommon for me to wander in and have a pair of cut cat, my cashiers talking about who balances the most on their register, who, who hasn't been a penny off for three months. You know, it's, 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 they're really <laughs> unique. They cool. have this very friendly competitive nature. They each want to learn their, they, they work together well, um, you know, honestly, and I, I know it's a complaint, maybe not among managers in general, not not just my industry. I've got a lot of friends that manage other industries and they're like, oh, man, you don't want to be a manager. Your your phone will never stop ringing and you'll always be at work. And honestly, that's never happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that's a result of my team. And it's something that I approach in interviews. I tell each person, you know, I, I would prefer to keep the same staff for the entirety of my career then keep cycling through people. So, you know, help me help you. And, you know, mm. anybody can make this, it's a good job. It's, it's great. And customers, customers are, are great on a lot of levels. They share stories. Um, they encourage, they encourage the positivity by telling us like, Oh man, the, these bathrooms are always so great. Or, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you always keep my Red Bull in stock and, you know, so on and so and, and safety too, you know, they're, they're also not afraid to, you know, like you know, that, that guy's been out in your parking lot for a half an hour. Do you think that we should call the police or something? Not that anything weird much happens around here, but they're very, 
they're concerned about us as people. They're concerned. They're, they're happy to see us do what we do. So that, I, that's what wow. I enjoy. That is cool. So what, what makes you feel like it's been a great day at work? Uh, that's, that's an attitude thing. And it's going to sound like a cheesy response, but I, I've been saying it for years. I, I don't believe in bad days. I just mm-hmm. don't. And it, it, that's more of a out of work philosophy. I, I would hate to get to the end of my days and look back and think to myself that I wasted any one of them calling a single day bad because of a bad experience that occurred on that day. Wow. And what do you do when you need a dose of motivation? Uh, I usually look to, you know, other, other coworkers or, you know, past experience, you know, to, to, to to motivate for me is, is easy. Um, But uh, I look, I look outward. I look to other people that I, that I know work very, very hard to get things done. Um, My area manager, uh, Justin, he's good. He's very fantastic. And he's always this guy that, he's always buried in work and he keeps himself buried in work. He'll tell you that's how he's wired, you know? So he's, he's, he's very positive. He he's holds a lot of the same values that I hold. So it's easy for me to kind of look in that direction for motivation, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's just that easy. It's, it's not hard to motivate myself personal. Wow. Some great strategies there too. Uh, so winding this thing up, Curtis, what did I not ask you today that I should have? <laughs> oh man. You know, I'm not certain. I'm not certain. All right. Well, any I, what's your parting thought for our, our listeners here? It's a, it's a good job. It's a good company. And I, I think that, I think that it's a good career choice. Uh, there's a lot of skills to be learned inside of convenience stores and, with Parkland, there's a lot of directions to go, you know, so don't be afraid to put in the work. Don't be afraid to be proud of what you do. Don't, don't be afraid to grab those extra shifts and go the extra mile. Cause it's, it's fun and exciting and it's just, it's a good experience and a good job. It's, I I'm happy to say that this is going to be my career choice and I will retire from here. Oh, fantastic, man. Curtis, that was a great note to to, uh, end up on, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.